Hey everybody, and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. This is a special bonus episode. Uh, I know we are all in a hard time right now. A lot of us are in quarantine. Some of us are essential personnel. Um, I am one half of the hosting squad, Kobe Nida. I'm joined here with Dave Rosenbluth. Dave, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going well. Uh, I mean, we're both quarantined. You're in Connecticut. I am uh, here in Maryland. Um, I'm sitting outside this morning. Um, you're at your house, and uh, we've both been quarantined for the last two weeks, you'd say? Yeah, yeah, something like that, roughly, yeah. It kind of broke down after our last uh, podcast for the for the top worst WrestleManias. Um, ten, the top ten worst WrestleMania list that we we did. Um, yeah. So uh, now we're now we're catching up. Uh, today is WrestleMania Day. Um, it's an interesting time. Um, this special episode that we have here um, is actually what WWE posted around this time last year. Following WrestleMania 35, they posted dream matches for WrestleMania 36. And the, the post was essentially um, come through WrestleMania. And then they posted these five dream match scenarios. Um, and and what, what, a, what a time we're in right now where everything going towards WrestleMania sounded so good. And, and bring us up to date. What's going on, Dave? Like, we're going to have WrestleMania at the Performance Center today. And, like, how do you feel about this? Um. Well, like you said, like the last time we recorded on the, the top 10 worst WrestleMania, like WrestleMania was still in a state of flux. They still hadn't figured out if it was going to be in the stadium and if they were going to have people there. The city of Tampa was really holding out hope that they were going to be able to host this event. Same thing with WWE, obviously, um, as other um, forms of entertainment and professional sports were closing their doors to combat this uh, coronavirus. And so... Um, you know, at the time of our recording, we uh, we had um, you know we still hadn't figured out or we had known that WrestleMania you know would or wouldn't happen, and uh, you know it would be long after that. I would I'd probably say like a day or two after we had recorded that WrestleMania wouldn't you know take place inside the stadium, but instead it was going to be um, it was going to be held in uh, the Performance Center. Um, now there had been talks of like waiting and postponing it to June maybe Madison Square Garden would host it. Um, a lot of fans were holding out hope. I was personally, I'll be honest with you, um, when it was first announced, it was a big bummer. It really kind of took the wind out of my sails in terms of WrestleMania season. Um, you know, the, the, I mean, this this whole pandemic is really changing our world and our society. Um, and it's really flipped it upside down um, at, a, at, a, at a biological level. Absolutely. So uh, it was, it, it really just, it, it really dampered on me for a, for a while uh, in terms of like well you know Wrestlemania ain't going to be worth watching and then they tried to make it up to us and and and, and it's going to be two nights now so it's going to be tonight on Saturday and then tomorrow on Sunday um, and uh, you know I have Rob, Gon- Rob Gonkowski hosting it which I can't fucking stand him but yeah. that's another story for another day and uh, you know as we've got as we get closer to the first part of WrestleMania this evening, um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not so much excited for the matches, per se. I think the match quality is still going to be good. Um, it's obviously going to be different to watch these type of matches in under a WrestleMania setting with 
without any fans in attendance because obviously the fans make a big part of the presentation in professional wrestling across the board. But what is really, what I'm really interested in more than anything is how they're going to produce this show. This show was taped about 10 days ago. And how are they going to produce um, WrestleMania in terms of the production quality? Like, they have, this is an opportunity for them to, in a way, present us something very unique from a production level um, with, you know, special effects and, and you know, background music. And you could, uh, this could almost be, like, for the next two nights, like, a four, a three and a half, four hour, like, movie mm-hmm. with, like, with, with, with music and special effects and different aspects of production that could really enhance the presentation at the same time also make up for what they're lacking and with with fan participation mm-hmm. so that's what I'm excited more about than anything else is how are they going to produce this what like I like I was thinking about this the other day you know in terms of like let's say like a Drew McIntyre who's scheduled to face Brock Lesnar I don't know if that's tonight or if that's tomorrow because they haven't even really given out a match list um, in terms of what night gets what matches and you know McIntyre essentially probably would have had the biggest moment on the show because he was wrestling the biggest star in the company um, had he won or if he's going to win and the crowd reaction would have definitely helped enhance that moment but Mm -hmm. now that you know he's not going to have that uh, what are they going to do to make up for that are they going to like add like background noise and like special effects to like the 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 moment when he wins like you know are they going to do like fake pyro on the television screen like you know that only the viewers at home see like how are they going to make that special and different to make up for the fan participation you know not being there that's what that's what i'm most intrigued about when it comes to this wrestlemania yeah, this is um, this is going to be the most interesting WrestleMania. As I posted with the top ten worst WrestleMania list, um, this could be maybe the worst if it if it if it goes down bad. But I have I have I have hopes. Um, I, I think that they can pull off some some good production, like you say. They have an opportunity right now, and if they if they taped it in advance, they that gives them enough leeway to uh, come up with some creative ideas to make everything more intriguing, just make it more interesting, because as we know, fans are almost 80% of wrestling, you know? Yeah. Um, and essentially, it comes down to the audience being there. Um, and I, 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 always, I, I never really, you know, I, I thought about that, all the time but yeah this is really uh this is definitely putting a magnifying glass on like hey the audience is very important um for wrestling oh yeah <clears throat> for viewing as well um so it'll be it'll be very interesting like you said this might be actually a dream come true for vince uh because this is his <laughs> this is his chance to make a movie pal i get yeah. a three-hour movie Make no fucking audience. <laughs> Nobody gets a <laughs> shitty reaction. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, have you watched any of the wrestling so far, Raw or SmackDown or AEW, without the audience? Yeah, I have. And there's been there's been some moments that I'm just like, Ugh. and then there's been some moments where I'm like, okay. Yeah. And um, you know, AEW's first show out of the gate, I think, was a very good. Uh, attempt at a empty arena presentation um i thought you know it was it was better than 
you know, that week's Raw, I believe that week's Raw had Steve Austin and Undertaker um, <laughs> in the Performance Center. And, you know, for two guys like that, Steve Austin, you know, climbing up to the four corners of the post and, uh, you know, trying to get a reaction from nobody. That, um, was, that was so bizarre. That was, yeah, and then the whole little survey thing, give me a hell yeah, and there was only Byron Saxton that was, you know, in the, in the Performance Center saying hell yeah. And then you got Undertaker, for instance, who, who the audience is a big part of his presentation just on his entrance alone. You know, they, you know, when you hear the gong, it's like a big pop, and then, you know, he comes out, and, you know, he, he, he in a way, kind of thrives off that audience participation like any performer does, but more so in his entrance and when he came out i mean at least he tried to you know do something different because there was no crowd like he walked out he didn't have his coat and his hat on he flipped the table and that was like the whole contract signing with aj uh, that to me was like that was when it was like oh man we're in like a weird time like this is bizarre like this and, and there have been a few times where you know like i said i've watched some of like both shows and you know, I liked when AEW presented like some of the roster around ringside and tried to stay within the CDC guidelines of, you know, no more than ten people. But the most recent episode they did this past week, I believe it was from uh, uh, Cody's gym in somewhere in Georgia. They had at least like fifteen people on camera that you could see, oh, including wow. the ca- including the cameraman. So they weren't even staying within the ten the, the ten person CDC guideline. And I I know the state of Georgia has a stay at home order right now. Um, only because I have relatives who live in Georgia outside of Atlanta. And um, so, yeah, the AEW wasn't even, like, at least from what I saw on camera, wasn't even abiding by the, 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 the CDC guideline of, of under 10 people in a gathering. So um, it's been a little different. It's been an adjustment to watch some wrestling. I've obviously watched a lot of older wrestling, um, you know, with WrestleMania coming up, I was watching a lot of older WrestleManias, older WrestleMania mm-hmm. matches, some of the retrospectives that they have on the network. The network is, you know, a custodian of, of content, um, mm-hmm. especially with WrestleMania. Um, so I was, I was trying to still be in WrestleMania season mode, uh, by watching some of the older stuff, but at times it was very difficult watching, um, you know, Raw, SmackDown, or even AEW. My wife was, you know, my wife sometimes, she'll be in bed getting ready to go to sleep, and I'll, I'll have the TV on, and she turned around a few times, and she was like, why didn't they just cancel it? I know. Like, why they, she was like, why did they just cancel it? And she would, like, turn right back over, and she wouldn't even continue watching. She would just, like, throw her two cents in, and then go, go about her business, either try to go back to sleep, or she'd fuck around on her phone. But, yeah, it, it, it's been difficult at times, but it, there's also been some some silver linings in some of these empty arena um, broadcasts. What are, what's your take on uh, on how they've tried to present it to us? I, I feel the same. There's there's some bizarre stuff, and then there's some some really good stuff. I feel like uh, the Stone Cold happening, and some the Elias and Corbin, where Elias gets thrown off the balcony. Um, the Lion King spot. The Lion King spot. Yes, uh, <laughs> a lot of this it, it reminds me, and I saw an article about this. It's it, they talked about wrestling without an audience has become an avant-garde uh, comedy performance art, or not necessarily comedy, but a performance art, um, <clears throat> which it always is. But without the audience, it's certainly something else. Um, 
because there is no reaction. Um, yeah. and, and in a way, it reminds me of like a Eric Andre or a Tim and Eric type uh, sketch, sketch show when it really doesn't hit, you know? Yeah. Um, like especially that Austin stuff. I was dying laughing during that whole thing. I could not keep it together. It was so bizarre. Um, yeah. Uh, some of the matches have still had good quality, though. Um, oh, no doubt about it. The quality is, is 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 still on par with what you see on a regular basis with an audience. I will not take that away from them whatsoever. It's no. The way that the viewers at home react is different because you're expecting... You almost kind of like... Not only when you're a viewer at home you expect to see certain things from the performers you also expect to see certain things from the audience in the arena watching you're almost reacting to them as well absolutely so that's that's where there's that's where there's this you know different take on these empty arenas um, and i think that's where there's a disconnect as well uh with the audience but you know one thing i do want to mention i'm sorry to cut you off but there's wwe and you know aew very grateful that they're still trying to put out fresh content for you know people that are quarantined self-isolating stuck at home you know not working um not going to school and it's 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 duly noted that they're trying to brighten people's spirits during this time of uncertainty in our lives Mm -hmm. you know it's a damned if you do damned if you don't situation if they shut down shop and they just did you know video clipped um, you know shows with retrospectives and interviews and you know show old matches people would still complain about it you know people are still complaining about what we're seeing now but at the same time if they didn't give us live action or new fresh content every week then they would be you know they'd be raked over the coals by by the by the public so it's, it's a very tough spot that both companies are in um, because they also have to serve a master known as the, the, the networks that they have these agreements with, you know, they're getting paid, you know, millions upon millions of dollars, um, to produce fresh content every week. And they have to, they still have to deliver, um, in, in some aspects. And so if anything, this is an opportunity just for wrestling as a whole to kind of make a name for itself even more with the general public, because there's so many different other avenues of sport and entertainment that are currently not, you know, operating right now. And I, 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 it's duly noted that they're doing their best to try and make the best of the situation right now by giving us fresh content every week. And that's something I want to at least convey and get that message across. Well, absolutely. I, I, I really think that they really are. And I think it, it goes to show like, we they can maybe scale down operations during this and uh, you know cycle some people in if they're quarantined or safe um, and tested uh, you can have a smaller production and do it do it well um, and, and kind of I don't know you know uh, what's the word pivot around the situation that we're in and uh, have a layup. Um, I mean, even Undertaker, I feel like Undertaker has almost had to change his gimmick for this WrestleMania because he almost realized, you know, I, I can't be the Undertaker at a WrestleMania without an audience. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like they've played that into the story with him and AJ for this yeah, year's so Mania. I've liked that. I've liked that he's kind of, um, that he has, you know, kind of taken a different approach with his character and he's not so much... 
um, enhanced the the dead man persona. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, unfortunately, because of this pandemic, there are so many people that have died worldwide because of this. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why that they, you know, the Boneyard match with AJ Styles, you know, they haven't really displayed to the viewers what the rules are and, you know, you know what type of match this is from what i'm guessing this is a buried alive match where you have to bury your opponent alive Mm -hmm. um in like a graveyard setting i don't think that um that that i I think that undertaker changing his look and changing his persona a little bit and then kind of tweaking some of the gimmick with him and aj has a lot to do with what's going on and they're trying to be very sensitive to people who have been affected by this pandemic directly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You don't want the undertaker walking around right now. And also it, I, I feel like he doesn't want it to be that hokey. Um, yeah. being, because that's, that's put, that's, that's isolating him way too much. Uh, and the, the age that he has, right. The age that he's at right now. And, uh, you know, some of his limitations, with his body, um, yep. I, I think that's a, a lot of the reason why they put this boneyard match. I can definitely see Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows being involved as well. Yeah, um, oh yeah. So we shall see. And speaking of uh, content, uh, I have been watching WrestleMania with some of the roommates here on our uh, quarantine our stay-at-home order for Maryland, um, and, you know, they, I've, I've told you before, I think, they're kind of casual fans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my one mate, roommate, James, is more hardcore like myself uh, for WWF and WCW in the older days, but uh, we were just watching those WrestleManias, and the crowd, oh my God, the crowd yep. brings such such a presence to everything. You, you hear the pops for everything, and, uh, I mean, we were watching... Uh, you know, going back, it's like The Rock and Hogan. That, oh, that's God. that's that the reaction to that. Just guys staring at each other. We're not going to have that for this WrestleMania. Oh, I know those flashbulb like you know WrestleMania moments. It's it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's going to be different. It, that's for sure. It's going to be very very different. I, I I think that just the whole uniqueness of the presentation this year is going to be the Wrestlemania moment in and of itself you know mm-hmm. you may get a little moment here and there with like Bray Wyatt and John Cena from what I'm hearing they they have gone to great lengths to you know take that match in particular as being the Firefly Funhouse match and it's going to be like a little mini movie Okay. Um, from what I'm hearing but they really went to great lengths to to make that match stand out um, do you think they'll have monster trucks involved? What's that? Do you think they'll have monster trucks involved? Maybe um, on, on a, a, a building rooftop. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Cobo Hall in 1995? Yeah, right. That was a good um, movie. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, and then fucking the Yeti's going to pop out uh-huh. and dry hump, dry hump John Cena. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's call Kevin Sullivan yes. and bring him into the match too. Uh, I think he's a local Florida guy, right? Oh, Down yeah. by Key West. I think he can make the drive up. For sure. <laughs> All right, here's what you get, Cena. Uh, <laughs> Cena, my son. Oh, so <laughs> that, would, that would be a dream match for sure. Trying to pivot into dream matches before we get into this special episode of these uh, 
quote-unquote dream matches that uh, WWE announced last year that could be possible for this year's WrestleMania. What are you going to be doing today for this year's WrestleMania slash tomorrow for this year's WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36? Uh, I mean, I haven't really, you know, thought of, you know, what my plans are. Usually when I, you know, if I'm not going to WrestleMania, which has been, you know, six years since I've been to a WrestleMania, um, usually I'll host a gathering. Obviously, I can't do that this year. Um, so I would imagine I'm just going to go about my business, and then when the time comes, you know, I'll pop the show on and, um, you know, and watch. I mean, I'm sure my wife will want to watch and, you know, be, you know, she'll, I'm sure she'll be curious to see how it looks and how it's presented. Um, she didn't even know that it was going to be two nights. The other night she asked me, she goes, so are they still doing WrestleMania? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's actually two nights. And she was like, it's going to be two nights. I was like, yeah. And she goes, was it originally scheduled to be? And I said, no, it wasn't. This is, you know, because of the whole pandemic. And she was just like, oh, that's interesting. And how are they going to do it? And I had to explain it to her. And then she was like, oh, so it's just going to be like everything else it's been. And I said, yeah, pretty much. And um, so she was like, oh, and I said, they taped it like 10 days ago. Um, so they've had time to, you know, chop it up and edit it and make it look the way they want it to look. And, uh, she said, oh, that, you know, I might watch that with you, but you know, that might not last very long either. She might, <laughs> she might not, she, she, she might, you know, in the middle of the first or second match be like, yeah, I'm kind of done. Um, you know, or she'll just say to me, uh, tell me when this guy comes on or whatever, and then I'll watch. So, um, yeah, that's the plan really, as far as I know, um, don't, you know, we, sure we i'm sure we'll have to go to the grocery store before that and and we'll try to stay active you know maybe do some yard work but for the most part it's not going to be a typical wrestlemania gathering at the rosenbluth compound this year yeah no i i usually have a wrestlemania party or go to the wrestlemania party with the molehole radio guys um and this year it's going to be isolation so uh yeah (laughs) just uh i'm gonna go to the grocery store myself uh i i've been eating like a beast but i've also been staying active so uh yeah i i i have some backup food here but i want some wrestlemania munchie food um so risking it all for the munchie food um i'm gonna get some uh meatballs going and uh yeah some snacky stuff and uh throw down and uh enjoy wrestlemania by by i'm I'm there with you i've been eating like a son of a bitch it's getting yeah and i i I haven't been as active as you, I will be honest. I have not been as active as you. I've, this quarantine life has kind of taken over me um, in, in many ways. So uh, if I come out looking like uh, Conrad Thompson by the end of this whole thing, uh, you know. Uh, Rumor and innuendo. Yeah. Trap me up a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you and I were talking analog before we got on. Uh, we were both uh, hamburglers last night, so... We're definitely going to have to uh, count the calories and uh, take it easy this quarantine. So Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't turn into a quarantine. Ah, cheesy. <laughs> okay, you uh, you ready to get into this, um, this interesting episode here? Yeah, let's do it, man. WrestleMania Dream Matches. WrestleMania Dream Matches. So they, they listed off five of these, and this was April 2nd of 2019, I believe. Um, and they had these matches listed. The four horsewomen, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, and Bailey going against Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, uh, Marina Shafir, and Jasmine Duke. 
uh, in an eight-woman's tag match. The next match is John Cena against the Velveteen Dream. The other match, Matt Riddle against Brock Lesnar. Another match, Finn Balor versus Question Mark. And it says Universal Championship at the bottom. Hmm. And then the last one they have, Roman Reigns against The Rock. Thoughts, Dave? Before we get into it? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, all interesting matches. Uh, at least, you know, um, three out of those five, no, four, you know, four out of those five matches have been matches that fans have wanted to see or have speculated that could take place. Um, I, I would imagine that when WWE put this survey out or this article out last year that they had taken, you know, they had taken a, a, a page out of the, the, the fan base's book and had kind of um, uh, placated to the audience, you know, trying to get an idea of if the, does the audience really want to see matches like this? We mm-hmm. They talk about it all the time on the internet, but do they really want to see it? Let's see if they react to it the same way if we put that out there. You know what right. I mean? So... Um, I think it was a situation where WWE um, just wanted to kind of gauge the interest from the audience um, and see if they would take to it the same way, um, you know, uh, with them putting those matchups out there in the universe, so to speak, for people to speculate on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I-, I was intrigued by, by most of these as well. Uh, the interesting thing was Balor versus question mark for the Universal Championship. I think yeah. they're putting that to get fans to list, like, who would they want to see? And uh, going back, I, I saw a lot of people listed The Undertaker. I saw a lot of people listed uh, The Fiend. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see once we get to our calling. We're going to make some uh, little predictions of how we would see these matches going down and how the build would go. Um, uh, I'm going to start off first. Let's go with that first one, The Four Horsewomen against the four horsewomen of the UFC, or what are they? Are they called something else? I believe they're the four. I believe they're the four horsewomen. The four and, horsewomen versus the four yeah. horsewomen. Of course, yeah. I do see this having some tension between some of Charlotte and uh, Becky and Sasha. Still, some type of tension there, or Sasha and Bailey. Maybe they both all don't get along. Let's say this is carrying over from what we've seen recently in the last uh, build up to WrestleMania. Um, Ronda Rousey and Baszler, um, let's say Baszler, Shafir, and Duke get switched over to Raw or wherever they're all going. They attack uh, Charlotte and Becky, trying to go for the title as Baszler is, and then they 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 have a big return for Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble, and uh, then the match is set up. I would definitely see the four horsewomen standing tall in this match, and I would have to see it not be an elimination. Uh, this would have to be uh, this would have to be a wild one um, to to keep it. I mean, you could do an em- elimination. Uh, maybe it comes down to just Rousey and Charlotte, and we we get that return bout. And of course, WWE would stand tall. Uh, Dave, what do you, what do you think? Um, I mean, I I kind of go back to Survivor Series a little bit when you know. Baszler was the one that came out the victor out of that triple threat with Becky and Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the, like the real tipping point will begin and kind of plant the seeds. Um, you know, and I think that will carry over to eventually to like the Royal Rumble, um, where Becky, you know, who had wrestled Oscar earlier this year, she will 
have gotten her her revenge and you know paid her debt so to speak as she liked to say and maybe that's where we'll see um maybe that's where we'll see the um the the horse the, the mma horse women um make their mark maybe we'll see uh, marina shafir jessamine duke um post-match attack becky mm. um to kind of kick things off and get the ball rolling and then later um in the uh the, the women's royal rumble match it would come down to charlotte and Shayna, duke and shafir um coming out to uh to, to try and assist um baszler and uh helping her win or try, trying to help her win the royal rumble and then that's where like a becky lynch shows up to try and even up the odds uh, maybe even Sasha and Bailey, um, you know, and and that's where we get that like that four horsewomen stare. The only person left is Ronda, who hasn't shown up yet. Mm. And you know, you see all eight women in the ring, and all hell breaks loose. And it's kind of like it can't. I guess you could say like it it, it cancels the Royal Rumble match, yeah, um, the women's match, and maybe it sets up, you know. Um, Oh, you know the, the the women's Royal Rumble match to take place at a later date. You know what I mean? For the first time ever, the women's Royal Rumble match did not finish. Mm. You know, kind of kind of add some story to that while you can pivot both. You know, the 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 horsewomen groups of the WWE and the MMA into their WrestleMania match, um, or it could be a situation where you know it comes down to Charlotte and Baszler, and instead of Jessamine Duke. And Shafir helping Baszler, it's Ronda out of nowhere. And Ronda comes back, and she helps, and then the other two show up, and they beat down on Charlotte, and then that's when they have the the rest of the girls. They do the big brawl, et cetera, et cetera, and then somehow they find a way to get the, the, the title shot off of Baszler and setting up. And, and, of course, because WWE is such a extensive video library, there's, there's all different kinds of video content that they can – introduced in this build-up with Ronda having beef with Becky for so long and Charlotte they add that into the mix and and you know the the stare down that both groups had at that May Young tournament a couple of years ago you kind of throw that into the mix um but yeah I mean it's a match that people have wanted to see I don't know how good it would be because the level of experience that um like a Jessamine Duke and a Marina Shafir have, I'm with you. I don't think it should be an elimination. I think it should be a one fall, uh, you know, pin. Um, and uh, I, I would, I would see that. I would see the the, the WWE horsewomen coming out on top, um, and maybe that were to set up a split among the the MMA four horsewomen. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe you know. Um, Ronda does something that costs them the match inadvertently. She, you know, she has to tap. Up by she has to tap or something. Yeah, or yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she. Maybe she does eat the pinfall, but her foot was under the rope. The referee didn't see it. They didn't reverse the decision. But the MMA horsewomen, the rest of them, are upset that she lost, and maybe that sets up Baszler and her crew against Ronda down the line. Something oh, of like course. that. I, I would love to see Baszler and Rousey. I think that would be a good switch eventually. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I, I like the way you, th- you ran that down, Dave. Good stuff. You want to you wanna go with the next one? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with – I'm going to take a, a completely – 
completely different twist and approach with this one, but I'm going to go with um, Cena and Velveteen Dream. Great. Um, Velveteen Dream, you know, within last year, and especially going into this year, had really been making some waves in NXT, um, getting the attention of even some of the guys on the main roster, even though NXT is technically main roster now, but before they weren't. Um, and Cena was a guy who had publicly, you know, addressed Velveteen Dream in, in interviews with like Sports Illustrated and talked about how he's like a part of the future of WWE and you know he et cetera et cetera he's really putting him over um I kind of see that being the start to the build up for mm-hmm. a match with them but I don't think that match takes place at Wrestlemania I think that match takes place at, at TakeOver uh. Uh, I think I think to to, to make now, TakeOver in the NXT brand is a different product than what we see with, like, Raw and SmackDown. But to really kind of bring something special to those to that NXT TakeOver, having John Cena in that kind of environment would make it even more big time than it is. You know, your diehard NXT fans would be like, John Cena at TakeOver, oh, this is going to be terrible. He's going to go over, blah, blah, blah. Right. But you put you put John Cena in that environment with that type of audience against a guy like a Velveteen Dream, that's a magic moment right there. That is. And and I think even though they would probably want to capitalize on that and have that on a grander scale at WrestleMania, I think I think you can still put that match on takeover and then it could bleed over into the next night. So let's just say for argument's sake that you know, Velveteen Dream is continuing his rise up the ranks in NXT, and he he, he kind of addresses the the acknowledgement of Cena in those interviews in some of his promos mm-hmm. as we get closer to WrestleMania. And Velveteen Dream, let's just say for for instance, somehow Velveteen Dream is awarded a shot at the NXT Championship, but he. He decides not to take it at TakeOver, and instead, he wants to wrestle John Cena at WrestleMania. He's going to give up his title shot in order to face John Cena, because John Cena says he's the future of WWE, and Velveteen Dream wants to show John Cena that, yes, you're right, I am the future, and I want to show that against you. And we get to the point where, like I said, he did, he doesn't want the title shot. He wants that match at WrestleMania, but Cena comes back and says, let's see what you got, kid. If, if, if you're the future and you want that against me, then prove it on your turf in your house at TakeOver. And that's where the match takes place at TakeOver. Now, you could carry that over to WrestleMania the next night. Mm-hmm. You know, Wrestle, WrestleMania is a, is a five-hour show now, um, or at least it was last year. It could be one of those scenarios where Cena and Velveteen Dream could be dropped at the last minute onto WrestleMania. They could carry that angle over into the next night. You know, if Velveteen Dream were to get the victory over Cena at Takeover, Cena could, you know, tell Cena could come back and say, you know, let's run that back tomorrow night at WrestleMania. You got, you you got something, kid. Like you showed me that you can that 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 the future is bright with you a part of it. Let's see what you could do on a bigger scale at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe in a sense, kind of doing that match back to back. Okay. Velveteen Dream Cena take over. If Dream wins, 
Cena gets a match. He gets a match with uh, Cena at WrestleMania, and then that's where you know maybe we'll maybe we'll see. I, I would guess that they would probably want they wouldn't want Cena to lose back to back two nights in a row against the same guy. However, Cena's been putting guys over every time he comes back, so mm-hmm. maybe it wouldn't maybe it wouldn't be out of the realm for Cena to lose twice in a row to Dream Takeover and WrestleMania, and then that really cements Velveteen Dream as a star. Okay. Right then and there, not just the takeover victory, but if he were to be seen at WrestleMania, that's where I that that's where I kind of would map out the trajectory with Velveteen Dream and John Cena. I would use, I wouldn't come up with some stupid hokey storyline where Dream calls out Cena because he's you know a young up and comer that wants to test his 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 ability against a veteran like him. I would acknowledge the interviews that Cena put out there like in Sports Illustrated and Variety and all these other right, interviews yeah. that he's done where he's a, where he's talked about guys in the company that are the future. I would kind of go that route. Yeah, absolutely. Hear, hear me out. Here, here's mine. Yeah. All yeah, right. let's do it. So the dream is finally on WWE and he wants a match at WrestleMania. He wants to be on the card at WrestleMania. So he's trying to figure out a match. He fails at the Royal Rumble. Um, and then leading up to WrestleMania, maybe, uh, you know, a couple weeks before, John Cena calls him out. John Cena interrupts him during his moment of, uh, you know, the Velveteen Dream where he's taking up the TV. He wants somebody to, to, to go against at WrestleMania. He wants to have a dream moment. And then you get that call back there. Like you said, they spoke of each other. Uh, he, John Cena has seen the talent, so he's like, "Prove it to me." And they, the the kind of the story is, Velveteen Dream is gonna be is gonna end the dream of John Cena, and he's gonna live his dream now and be the be the next the next guy. They they almost have a similar move in a way too. Um, Velveteen Dream just rolls over, you know. His oh, his, that his dream way, driver. Yeah, his his is way more athletic. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, so I actually see the match going Cena and Dream, um, like a long, long, long battle here, and we we get moments where the Dream looks like he's done for, and finally he 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 finishes Cena. And uh, Cena shakes his hand, raises his hand, and that's his uh, moment. So he beats Cena, and Cena acknowledges him at the end, and kind of gives him the the the, the nod, the appro- and, yeah, the, the, the approval, the, okay. pa- the passing of the torch. Okay. Um, and not in a way where he's like he wants he's not the young up and comer, young up and comer. Cena wanted to Cena wanted to test him, you know. Yep. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. I like that. Cena, Cena calling him out. Okay. It kind of makes, it kind of puts over Dream as like the, you know, as, as someone important if John Cena's going to call him out. Yeah. Cena almost okay. doubts him too. You know? Okay. He's like, I, 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 I see it, but it's not there. And it kind of, kind of goes back to the Kurt Angle, John Cena, but it's not really, you know? Okay. All right. Yeah. From 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. So that's that's that. Um, let's move on. Let's go to Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. Um, I, I see this definitely being one of those typical Matt Riddle has to call out Brock Lesnar, and he wants he wants a shot at them. Maybe he 
he throws um, Lesnar out during the Royal Rumble, and Lesnar's not too happy with him, so he destroys Riddle. But Riddle wants to come back and prove his point, as well as we've seen Riddle has called out Lesnar before, I mean, Goldberg before. Uh, so he wants to be the legend, the new legend killer, because he wants to pr- prove that he's the future of this MMA uh, style hybrid. And it's not about the size, it's not about being a killer, it's about being uh, a bro or whatever, you know, uh, being Zen in a way. Um, so I do see Riddle coming up short in this contest, though. Uh, I see Lesnar and him having a good contest, but I do see Lesnar um, ultimately beating Matt Riddle in this match at WrestleMania. And you can get a lot of good stuff with uh, Paul Heyman ripping on Matt Riddle throughout, and maybe Riddle just um, during the build for WrestleMania and during the match, always catching Lesnar off guard, you know, with some quick knees, some quick feet, uh, high-flying moves. Uh, he, he would bump really well for Lesnar, I feel. Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a slightly different approach. I'm going to take some of what you, what you had implemented and kind of like put my own spin on it here. Um, I think like you said, it's going to be a lot of, I think, Riddle kind of calling out Lesnar on social media in the same vein that he had called out Goldberg a number of times. Um, I think that's going to really intensify with Heyman's announcement of Lesnar entering the Royal Rumble at number one mm-hmm. and and going the dis- and you know making the attempt to go the distance. Um, we're still going to kind of stay on that same premise like we saw earlier this year. Um, I think it's going to be a situation where Riddle's going to Riddle will be a victim of Lesnar eliminating him um, in that process. Um, you know, Lesnar went through 13 guys before Drew McIntyre eliminated him. Riddle will be a part of that. Okay. But Riddle will come close to eliminating him. Uh-huh. And Lesnar will, you know, hang on and then eventually, you know, come to and, you know, make his way back in the ring and he'll, you know, suplex Riddle out of the ring or, or something. You know, something, you know, to kind of make that elimination stand out whether it's an overhead belly to belly or he f5s him out of the ring but you know oh, riddle, f5 out of the ring <laughs> yeah riddle um you know finally coming to and, and the camera panning to him and he's he just kind of looking at brock and you know acknowledging that you know all right you got me but you know i was this close right i was this close to getting you out right and and then just kind of like leaving that open and then, you know, eventually, Brock, um, Brock would still get eliminated by Drew. Okay, and you set up, you set up that match as WrestleMania. Brock and Riddle, on the other hand, to get Riddle involved, um, Riddle would Riddle would call out Lesnar, um, or no, Riddle would call out Lesnar. Riddle would show up on Raw and try to attack Lesnar. Um, jump through the crowd and try to let it be known that like he wants the opportunity at Drew McIntyre or at uh, Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre might be in the way but he's going to make it clear that like he's he's going to kind of be like that annoying third wheel okay in this situation here um I didn't really think too far ahead in terms of Drew McIntyre you know, let me run that back. I'm sorry. I kind of eliminated people who are not involved with these scenarios and kind of set it up to where this is. So, I mean, we can okay. take it from either perspective. I, I, I appreciate any type of uh, no, no, no. You creative know what? You know what? thinking, I, though. 
sometimes sometimes when I kind of do some of these fantasy booking scenarios, especially with my show kicking out or two, I try to incorporate some of the fiction and reality that took place Absolutely. and kind of merge them together, you know, to try and make some sense of things um, and, and, and be an, an alternative to eventually get us to what we got. It, let me let me walk that back a little bit. So let's just say Drew McIntyre is not in the equation, okay? And Drew McIntyre didn't eliminate Brock Lesnar. We go with the scenario that Riddle almost eliminates Brock. Okay, Brock F fives him out of the ring. He comes to as he's walking out. He kind of you know lets Brock know like, all right, dude, you got me, but I was this close. So let's say Brock does go the distance, wins the Royal Rumble. Okay, at number one, he has a record elimination of like twenty something guys or whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it won't be Brock the whole time, just throwing guys out one by one. Eventually, towards the end, it, the ring will fill up because Brock is a human being. Even though he's a cyborg, he's a human being, and he'll get fatigued, and he won't be able to do it on his own. So, Brock will win. Now, the stipulation would be that if Brock won, he gets to choose who he faces at WrestleMania. And that's where Riddle comes into play, okay? Because even though Brock had eliminated the majority of his opponents decisively, he had a little trouble with Riddle. So, Riddle will kind of be that, like, annoying... You know, like that mosquito at the barbecue that just won't go away. You know, he could show up on Raw and kind of call Lesnar out, or he could try and attack Lesnar, um, you know, come through the crowd, uh, make a statement that, you know, I mean business, I'm serious. Um, it, it, I was the one that it took you longer to eliminate. I was the hardest one for you to eliminate, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, almost in a way like goading Lesnar. He could even like try to attack Heyman. Um, on the buildup, but it eventually will get to a point where Brock will be so mad to be like, "All right, like I'm gonna end this. Like you want it? Like then I choose you for WrestleMania." Right, right. Okay. And obviously, obviously, I go with Brock over over uh, Riddle at WrestleMania, but uh, I think Riddle will Riddle will will be one of the very few that has shown vulnerability. Yes. With Brock Lesnar. Meaning, like, there could be a situation in that WrestleMania match where Riddle kind of has him in, like, an arm bar or an ankle lock of sorts. And that's what really is, like, the Achilles to Brock Lesnar in this situation. But Brock mm-hmm. manages to, you know, get through it and then eventually, you know, F5, German suplex, overhead, belly to belly, whatever, to, to finish off Riddle. Uh, but he just barely makes it by the skin of his teeth. And it's something that you could just leave there hanging. You could revisit that down the line. Okay, okay, I like that. Um, let me let me let me interject the the fiction and nonfiction then for for my scenarios. Uh, so I I would say Brock Lesnar is very dominant still uh, during this time coming up for the Royal Rumble. So he says he'll put the title on the line in the Royal Rumble. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he runs through a lot of people. Riddle ends up eliminating him like I said that's why they have the match but the victor of the Royal Rumble is The Rock The Rock has come back oh alright I kind of like where this is going finally The Rock has come back so that's where we would get uh, the the build up for the main so let's not jump to the main just yet Let let me get to Balor versus question mark for the Universal Championship. 
I'm going to switch this one up a little bit. I'm going to make Balor the question mark. I'm going to make the the existing Universal Champion, Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan has defeated the Fiend. He's overcome the Fiend. Now he's, uh, you know, a reigning face champion. But the lights go out. Who returns after not returning since he's been eliminated by the Fiend? Finally, it's Balor. We never get Balor going to NXT in this storyline. We just get Balor coming back as Demon Balor, Badass Balor, going, attacking Daniel Bryan, and they fight for the Universal Championship. And I do see uh, this being an amazing match. Um, I can see Balor going for his uh, foot stomp, the coup de grace, and uh, that being like reversed into the, and somehow into the, the yes lock, um, you know, thrown down into the le- yes lock. He misses it in a way. Um, I, I see this really being a great match. Um, and I don't, I don't know if the guys have ever faced each other. Um, you know, and it would be a lot of these cards that they, they seem to have built for this uh, WrestleMania 36. It seems a lot of them are. Uh, they're homegrown or old school slash, uh, you know, they're homegrown or old school guys versus their NXT or developmental people, you know? So I, I think they, they're considering Balor the developmental person in here. And I would say Daniel Bryan is the guy that they, they picked up from the indies. And maybe these two guys have a, a, a story that they can flash back to, um, you know, them on the road, but never really... Uh, never really seeing who is the the better um and balor in this match i think comes up short and i think we have daniel bryan winning and uh, uh you know um then we can get some rematches with balor and bryan down the road and maybe balor picks up the victory then um and then we have a return match um but i, I see the face winning here and i see daniel bryan being the face and balor being the heel in this Almost like a way that he, he, he was in NXT, but more uh, the demon coming back uh, because of the change from The Fiend. And yeah, and Brian has the title and he was the original Universal Champion, so Balor wants that back. And yeah, that's that's my story and that's my match for Balor against Brian for the Universal Championship. You know, this one was probably the, the scenario I didn't really think out um, uh, through and through because there was a question mark because there were so many different options and um, you know I, I put a lot more thought into the other matches mm-hmm. um, you would think that with a scenario with a question mark against Finn Balor that you know you could come up with different possibilities but um, I like the Daniel Bryan scenario you presented um, I don't have too much thought in terms of uh, you know how this would pl- how my scenario would play out but um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the internet dream audience match here and i'm gonna say it's balor and aj styles for ah. the universal championship uh, with like gallows and anderson having some involvement as to whose side they're on you know who's uh-huh. the real leader of the club who was the one that really put the club on the map so to speak wow. um between the two guys they're friends but um it's for the universal championship and it's going to be a situation where somebody 
somebody turns on the other and that's where you know that person will eventually get control of you know gallows and anderson so to give you a finish i mean it you could go either way you could have balor turn and you know gallows and anderson align with him or you could have aj turn and gallows and anderson stay with aj um but i think it's i think the 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 story will be focused more around you know who's the, the third friend. man yeah who's gonna who's gonna side with who who's who does they, where does anderson and gallows lie and who you know who's got the advantage to take the universal championship you know what i mean who's gonna um, lead the club yeah who's gonna lead the club as their champion you know um I think that's the I think that's the real story and the intrigue. So I don't really have a decisive finish per se, but you could go either way. That that's you know, great. Gallows and Anderson helped Balor, or they held AJ. That's great. Um, you know, I, I, I if I'm going to lead towards a side, I'm going to say that they helped Balor. Okay. You yeah. Kinda, go back you to kinda, the OG. You, yeah, you go. Yeah, you go back to the OG days from the original Bullet Club, uh, and you kind of play into a little bit of some of the circumstances that took place within WWE between Styles and Gallows, all three came in together and, you know, Styles was the one that really gained the notoriety. Gallows and Anderson, you know, were kind of like put out to pasture for a little while. They almost left the company. You know, you can use the fact that Balor manipulated Gallows and Anderson to take his side and join forces with him. Number one, because they have history together in Japan, but also because Styles came to WWE and just kind of left them stranded mm-hmm. and did his own thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you, you know that you you kind of bring some of the Finn Balor that we're seeing in NXT now into this. Yep. You know, a little more OG Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, whatever. He works you better call. that way, and I think AJ almost works better as like the the badass fighting face, like the baby face. Yeah, I'm not yeah. backing down. You know. Yeah. 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 He, he, yeah. AJ AJ Styles now is a heel. He's not bad, but he sounds like he sounds like the obnoxious country boy drunk at the bar that like has a Napoleon <laughs> complex. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, he could, like, he could beat anybody up after he's had about three or four beers. Yeah. You know? I'm about four cores light deep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm high on Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, as a baby face, he's, he, as the, like, the badass, like, baby face, I guess you could say, uh, who, you know, his he rests his laurels on his ability is in ring ability um and that's what really gets him and, and, and builds up his reputation that suits him better than being like the little annoying country boy that, you know could probably get knocked out after you know by one punch um, <laughs> absolutely oh so. me mark callis is go- me mark calloway is gonna punch the shit <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be real man uh <laughs> Man. Well, I like that. I like that scenario a lot. Um, man, this is this is fun. Let let's let's do the main event. Um, All right. I, I'm going to I'm going to start this one. Uh, so I like I said, The Rock was a surprise entrant for the Rus- for the Royal Rumble. He ended up being the victor here. Um, Lesnar was tossed out by Riddle, so they have their feud. Um, so The Rock is the champion. He's uh. He's on air the next night. He comes down. He's finally home. He's here. He's never going to leave again. But then, 
Banan, 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 Ban, Ban. Roman Reigns. Hey, Cuz, what's up? How's it going? Dap it up. Yeah, congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations, good, man. Oose. Yeah, what's good, Oos? He's like, hey, uh, so since you were the winner and you're the champion, who's your challenger, whatever, whatever? He was like, how about, or, you know, we build it up to basically Roman Reigns is saying, how about me? And then The Rock is kind of like, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. And then Roman kind of cuts it real with him. He's like, listen, I'm telling you this right now because we're blood. You say you come here all the time. This is your home. You're never here. I'm here all the time. This is my yard now. I was sick. I got through being sick, and I'm still here all the time. This title belongs to me. This mark on our family, this whole, uh, you know, uh, the king of the WWE, uh, this is my yard, basically. You know, we get Roman Reigns really challenging The Rock for that spot. And uh, The Rock finally accepts. So we get the match, and I would see Roman Reigns definitely um, going the victor here. Because um, ha- we would have to have The Rock kind of turn heel or shitty uh, shitty Rock during uh, him and Cena's feud. Um, where he's reading off his palm and kind of cutting down deep on Roman Reigns, maybe about his vest, maybe about the dog, um, you know, it kind of gets a, a little real in a way, maybe the family is like, hey, like the Usos are involved, or Rikishi comes back, and we, we have everybody like, alright, this is like, our family's been in this business for a long time, let's, let's, let's try to like, ease up here, yes, this is going to be a great match, but you know, we don't need to tear the family apart, almost like the hearts, you know? Um, so I definitely see, um, it being a, a, a slow, dramatic plotting, but, but, but a good match. I can see Roman Reigns almost going for a Superman punch and the rock catching him with the, with the rock bottom, um, you know, intercepting that. Um, but then ultimately Reigns hits him with a spear, um, and, uh, maybe another spear and, um, yeah. And we have, uh, Reigns coming out the champion the main event of WrestleMania 36 in Florida. Florida boy, uh, two guys from Florida, you know, they both, you know, yeah, it just, uh, there's a lot of story there. So that's it. That's, that's mine. Okay. Um, I'm going to take a little page out of your book, uh, just a little, um, and go with the fact that Rock would be a surprise entrant in that Royal Rumble, winning that Royal Rumble, becoming WWE champion. And Rock would do that by eliminating Roman Reigns okay. as the final two. Okay. Uh-huh. And that's that's where things kick off. And so Rock wins. It's a huge surprise. Everyone's going crazy. He's returned. He's the WWE champion. He eliminates Roman Reigns. You know, the pyro goes off. The, the, you see Roman kind of like, you know, sitting on the floor, leaned up against the, the, the barricade, dejected. You know, while Rock is celebrating, um, you know, he in some way, like he kind of congratulates him, you know, with like a, a hand gesture or a thumbs up. But at the same time, he's still dejected that like his cousin, his family, his oos, you know, came out of nowhere and, you know, swooped in and took the title that he never lost, uh-huh. you know, 
Like he never lost the universal championship. He had to give up the universal yeah. title. Now he's got an opportunity to be the WWE champion and his cousin comes in and takes that from him. So we get to Monday Night Raw the next night and The Rock is elated that he's returned and he's he's home and he's the WWE champion and he's really excited looking forward to what WrestleMania season's gonna bring to him. Um, and you know, he's a he, I'm a fighting champion. I'll take on anybody, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of cut the bullshit right away with Roman coming out and Roman kind of talking in the same vein that you had mentioned, you know, this is my house. And you say you're, 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 you're never leaving, but you leave, you know, I, I had to relinquish my universal title. Um, I never lost it. And then I finally had the opportunity to get back to the top in last night's Royal rumble. And you show up at number 30 out of nowhere. And you know, you, you, you took that opportunity from me. He was like, so you don't need to, to look forward to what's to come for WrestleMania because I am your WrestleMania. I am your opponent. You know, I'll, I, Roman, Roman could say, you know, we, we both got enough stroke in this company that we can make that happen. We don't need to, I don't need to fight somebody to determine a title shot. I don't need to win an elimination chamber match or right. management and pitch, you know, why I should have this opportunity. He goes, if you want to make it happen, then let's make it happen and you know they both agree to wrestlemania you know the two of them just kind of get that out of the way because you know fans nowadays will kind of see through the bullshit of of you know where wwe wants to take roman reigns character you know sometimes when they when they have a plan for him they'll make roman go through the motions to get to that plan Ugh, Even yeah like, you know they, so why not make it simple like wwe would do dave and uh roman reigns comes out he just points at the belt and then he points at the sign no kidding no i yeah, like we, i like the emotion of everything like like we said yeah he, 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 he could do that you know yeah, yeah. um now you talked about like the family aspect of it and kind of you know bringing like the 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 family turmoil um element into this story here this is where the usos come into play okay mm. you said rock would have to turn heel a little bit and i think rock is so popular that there's no way that the people would turn him honestly i mean he's you know a mega movie star um every time he comes back especially if it's a surprise he could just be a little pop. jerky you know, well, he's. I mean, the, but the Rock's always been a jerk. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. The Rock, the Rock has always been a jerk. Just people have loved him more for being a jerk. You know, he's been that anti-hero for so long. True. Um, so I think, in the short term, Roman would have a big chip on his shoulder. Uh, kind of in this, kind of in the same way that he had that chip on his shoulder when they announced the match with him and Goldberg for this WrestleMania. Yep. Um, you know, um, I think that's where they were kind of going, you know, kind of doing the whole, I'm, you know, you're very part-time, I am full-time, I am what keeps this place running, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to prove it, you, yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, you, technically, like, you should prove to me that you deserve to be the WWE champion um, at, at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. And you could kind of even, you know, like I said, Roman can have that chip on his shoulder, but then this is where the Usos come into play because they're, you know, they're all family and they're related. And maybe you have Roman slightly turn heel for the short term with having the Usos align with him. Maybe, maybe a situation where there's a there's the big contract signing with you know 
two, three weeks out before WrestleMania, Rock and Roman in the middle of the ring on Monday Night Raw or on SmackDown or whatever, and they sign the contract. And, you know, Rock can talk about, like, you know, I never thought I would have to, you know, wrestle family um, and, and go up against family. I didn't think that, like, you know, this this would be possible. He goes, you know, fans have talked about it for, for years now that you and I are on this collision course, you know, in this big dream match at WrestleMania, but I never thought I would see this. And now, he Rock, you know, Rock could relay the message that, you know, I guess my actions returning and winning the WWE Championship has caused us to get to this point. And that's where Roman could be like, you want to talk family? He was like, he goes, you're exactly right. Yeah, your actions did cause this, but, you know, I'm nipping this in the bud. He goes, this isn't about what the fans want. This is about what I want. He goes, you deserted your family. You deserted the WWE. You went to go on to Hollywood. Then you want to show up whenever you want because you decide you want to play WWE champion um and then that's where the usos enter the picture and maybe you get a three-on-one beat down and, a, and an old school shield triple power bomb through the contract table oh. through, the, through the through the table with the contract roman signs it throws the contract down on the rock's chest and they pose over him to end that episode of raw or smackdown or whatever you have the usos in the rock's corner or in uh, in roman's corner heading into wrestlemania um I see. I see some fans kind of getting behind that too. You know, that, I, can see the, I can see the audience getting behind that, and I can right. also see them kind of just letting things play out. Where like, if, like if the audience is like split, or if they heal on Roman and they 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 baby face Rock, the audience, the company's just going to kind of let that happen. Well, I think um, people not, would like the heel Roman. I mean, I they, they, they enjoyed the they enjoyed the uh, triple power bomb shield heel Roman a lot. Yes. I think, yeah, I think they would too. Um, but I think that they would just kind of let that take its course. They wouldn't really force it. They wouldn't really try to babyface Rock up even more or heal up Roman mm-hmm, even more. They mm-hmm. would just kind of let this whole thing happen. But then you get to WrestleMania and, you know, Roman, It's this is a page out of, if you remember, at WrestleMania 18, when, yep. Hogan, told, yep. when, when Hogan told Hall and Nash, I need to do this one on my own. Stay back. And... That's when Roman says to them, guys, I know, you know, I'm fighting for our family. And at the end, like, this needs to be done on my own. You know, I appreciate your support throughout all this, but I need you guys to stay back while I take care of this on my own. Don't get involved. Um, And they take his advice because they know that this is important to him and they respect Roman's wishes. And we get the match and eventually... You know, it's 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 a it's a clean finish. Roman beats Rock clean in the middle, and regains the WWE Championship. Rock endorses Roman post match, kind of you know letting people know that like you know he's the real deal. You know he's he's the he's the the leader of this Samoan dynasty, and you get the Usos in the ring. Maybe even Rock's mother sitting at ringside. It's almost kind of like a Samoan family reunion of sorts in the middle of the ring at WrestleMania to end that WrestleMania with, with, with Rock kind of endorsing Roman Reigns as the WWE champion. Roman, you can bring Roman's wife and kids in the ring, you know, yeah. uh, you know, Sika, but you can make it like this big, like family reunion at the end, you know, like Rock, you know, endorsing Reigns as like this, like the figurehead of the, the wrestling dynasty that is the Samoan dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, good stuff. Um, yeah, that, this has been fun, man. 
Um, yeah, no, this was this was really cool. I, I, I appreciate you uh, you asking me to come on board for this one. Oh, absolutely, and I hope um, I hope everybody enjoys their WrestleMania day, and I hope they enjoy this little um, bonus content that we have here. If we ever get any of these matches, we we can see how they go down and uh, and how close to home we hit. Um, if we were on point or not, or if these matches would ever even exist. I mean, I definitely want to see Balor versus a question mark. That's weird. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got my money on the question mark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, Dave, any last words before we head off? And everybody, um, you got more content coming up on Kicking Out at 2 for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'll i be full disclosure. Um, I loaded up on recordings for all the way up until, like, the middle of June. Nice. So, um, you know, I, I'm planning on doing fresh content each and every week on kicking out at two. Um, there's a, if, if you're in the WrestleMania spirit, uh, my brother Justin joined me recently for a WrestleMania 11 watch party. This was before there was a, a self isolation period. So we managed to get that. And we watched WrestleMania on the WWE network, WrestleMania 11, uh, which took place in our hometown of Hartford, Connecticut. So, uh, you can find that on the retro mania pro wrestling podcast network. And, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more, uh, little, uh, shorter watch-alongs um on kicking out of two in the next several weeks with like old episodes of raw nitro uh ecw uh something that i was able to do you know during my self-isolation period uh for about 45 minutes or so uh by myself so uh if uh, if anyone's interested uh, those will be up in the next few weeks uh the next one next week uh this wednesday we're going to be dropping uh uh the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 11 from April the 3rd, 1995. Um, that was the night that um, uh, Psycho Sid attacked Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels turned babyface. Wow. Um, after his match with Diesel uh, at WrestleMania 11. So uh, we have that. And then we got, like I said, an old episode of Nitro the following week. We got two episodes of ECW on TNN um, from the WWE Network and uh, all kinds of great, cool bonus, you know, or, uh, content on kicking out of two like i said i've had plenty of time so i've been you know banging out shows so that each and every week our listeners you know can uh can have something to look forward to so i can try and keep some kind of normalcy um in the world of kicking out of two as well as the uh the retro mania pro wrestling podcast network right on man uh that is great uh great news i'm gonna be uploading content as well it's been a it's been a crazy while here uh for i I mean we're all in a crazy time right now but uh i have more time than ever so uh things are getting edited and done i'm uh, revamping the retromania pro wrestling podcast podbean page and all that content on there um be uploading more pictures for the covers that dave is always um so kind to present and uh give to us on those um episodes for our podcast and the network So stay tuned and like, share, rate, review, subscribe, please. You can find us on any feed. Uh, Definitely just share. That's the main thing, growth. I shared it with one person. They shared it with another. I mean, that's two bonus listeners right there just from that. So, uh, yeah, every little bit helps, and I hope everybody stays safe during this quarantine. Dave, you do the same. Same Um, with you, man. Yes, indeed, and enjoy your WrestleMania. Happy WrestleMania Day. Happy WrestleMania Day Part 1. <laughs> part 1, yeah. Uh, I, I will catch up with you, brother. Stay, stay safe. All right, man. You too. Bye, everybody.